evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for taking time out this evening to come and uh, join Silva, Sylvia in the, the launch of Andy Suites. And um, thank you for your support and for your big hearts and just for, you know, showing up. And I hope you have a lovely evening. And uh, as we get to know each other, I hope uh, we'll make some good friendships. Thank you, Mr. James Monteco. <laughs> where, where are the Bond girls? Thanks, Elijah. <clears throat> You're very lucky, my brother. I was going to find you. Because if you didn't call the boss lady, she's the president of this home, but you are bright enough to call her. So why are we here? Uh, today, it's a beautiful day. Why? Because we're here to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. We're here for the rights of all who are destitute, and we're here to speak up for them fairly, and for those also who are poor and needy. Somebody asked me a while ago, why Andy speaks, or rather Andy speaks. I'll give a small description or brief about why Andy speaks. Andy and Brad are beautiful sons of the lady whom we're celebrating our birth today, that is our own Sylvia. Most of us know her as uh, Sly. Yes, they are bright boys, but with special needs. And that goes far beyond just being a mother. That is why she has this campaign at the bottom of her heart. That's why we're here today. <clears throat> so that is the reason to why the name, why Andy speaks. I want us to take us back <coughs> to the reception, because from here we're going to be very quick. When you came in, you saw the merchandise just to support this program, a sustainability program. We have uh, the hoodies being sold there, we have raffle tickets by Joan Wangoi and those raffle tickets are amazing by the way, buy them, we have surprises at the end of the day we have water bottles we have travel mugs, ladies vests you know, etc, you'll see them at the, at the reception I want to call a very special person, because you've been here for a minute, and her name is Caroline Caroline Atieno Tino. She is special because, as opposed to some of us who have known Sylvia for the last three, personally, three or four years, Carolina have known her for over a decade. That's an institution right now. <laughs> and when I was telling our briefing, I got introduced to her, like, are you serious? Those things, you know, I can't hold myself. I'll probably say that. I'm like, no, I know you, you have the right choice our decisions to say what we need to hear all right but, but don't don't mind probably throw in a few things that we also need to know when she used to be jumpy yeah <laughs> because she told me that not once yeah Carolina was a banker and when the maids lie she was a very young girl beautiful still but without diluting that Caroline please come I don't want to take your words away yeah support her. Uh, I know it was a bit of a short notice the way she organized it, but as usual, she lobbied everyone. All the people that she can think of, all the people that she loves, all the people that she talks about all the time. You'd be shocked. I probably know all of you. 
by some of the discussions we have in the house most of the time. Um, I'll be very brief because if you allow me to talk about Sylvia and her family, trust me, I'll talk the whole day. I can see her dad is here. <laughs> uh, these are people who are very dear to me. He can stand up. And that's Sylvia's dad. And of course, I have my two lovely boys. Uh, I have, you all know Andy. 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 Uh, and he's the little club. Then we have Bradley. Bradley. Hi. Hi, Daddy. Hi. <laughs> come, come, Daddy. Um, I've, I've known Sylvia my, I would say, my entire adulthood. Yeah. I met her while I was working in the bank. She was very, very young. Very, very young. There's one child that is not here. Uh, he's in school. Um, he's called Daniel. Uh, I think by that time he was like four years old. Yeah. Now he's a big boy. He's about uh, 12 years old right now. And it's been a journey. Uh, throughout this journey, she, she found us a big sister, a sister that she's always wanted. So every time she'd introduce me to anyone, after two months of knowing her, she'll always say, my big sister, my big sister. So if you came to the bank, they'll always know her sister. Her big, she, has, uh, she has three sisters, one of them being the eldest. So it was very difficult for me to phantom at first because I'm the only child, but I had, to, I had to live with it that I have other sisters. And throughout that journey, uh, I got to know her parents. We became a family, so anything that affects her affects me, uh, it affects me as well and my family. But uh, um, a few years later, she gave birth to the lovely Andy, very handsome boy. Uh, we had a blast for the first six, seven months. Then, uh, by then, we were, I think we were living together, all of us in the house. Then we realized something was not right. But we are all in denial. I'll always give her, being the big sister, I'll always give her the right answers. Uh, maybe this is what, this is a problem. Maybe it's just got a bad fever. Maybe it's a hiccup. Maybe it's bacteria. We thought of so many things. It took us about, I think, one and a half years to figure out what it was. But that was the saddest point of my life. Because I didn't know what to tell her. I'd already figured it out. Having been exposed to so many people who come to the bank, I'd already noticed that something was wrong. Yeah. But telling my friend that unfortunately your child is autistic and you need to accept it, you need to start going to the doctors. It was difficult. And every time I told her, she looked the other way, but I know she'll start crying. So convincing her to accept it and know that this is not a curse. Yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah. The earlier you know, the better. And if something can be done, the child can be on medication. It took her a while. Telling her parents was so difficult. Every time she would talk to me, she'd tell me, no, there's nothing wrong. Then came on, came Bradley. So two children. And she has an errand to run. Uh, she has to look for me. And I never dealt with a hyper child. So you can imagine I have no training whatsoever. I have to go to the bank. The kids have to come to the bank. I have to sit them somewhere. And, and tell my boss that these are my babies. Because, uh, because of complexion. They'd assume so. <laughs> Trust me, the customers would give me that look. And those ones would just stare at you. You're wondering what's the problem. 
and I'm serving customers sometimes they're all over shouting and everybody in the that bank knew very well that these are Caroline's kids yeah but I, I, I guess after after Bradley is when she realized yeah. now this is serious business but there was one deterrence the medication when you compare Kenya to the UK that is it is something I wouldn't I wouldn't want on anyone it was it was so 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 expensive. The kind of uh, uh, the kind of funds you use on a weekly basis, just to keep Andrew afloat, and of course uh, Bradley. Bradley was not so much. It was difficult and it was painful all the time. She has to call the dad and tell the dad, "Oh, you know, I need I need you to pay medical care. I'm going to talk to my dad. Please pray he doesn't feel there. It's, he doesn't feel like I'm burdening him because after all of us, then my babies." Really, but uh, she soldiered on, and years came, years passed. We were all together as a family. She was a strong lady. Amid all this, the best thing about my friend, no matter how difficult it is, she'll always find a way to smile. No matter how painful, no matter how tired she is, she's the strongest woman I know, and I tell her every day. Every single day, for all the mothers who are here, anybody who has an autistic child, that is the strongest, and I mean the strongest ever. Restaurant, 
the way you are treated. I've experienced it myself because I go with the kids. Uh, I normally go with them with outings. The way people look at me, some of them think like I'm cast. The resentment among friends that know you so well, they'll ask you, why have you come with these ones? And you're asking yourself, what are you talking about? These are my kids, yeah? It's, it's quite painful. So imagine a young girl, the kind of pain she goes through on a daily basis, that rejection from friends. She has very minimal friends because you cannot, be, you cannot call yourself a friend if you are not there for the children. They have to visit your house. So most of the time you find the children are either the parents or they're the very, very close-knit friends who understand. So my experience with the two children and my experience with uh, Sylvia has made me realize we call ourselves mothers, we call ourselves the best parents ever. But I still insist, every single day, I always say, you are strong. Yeah. You are strong. She does not cry, she does not worry. When she started, Andy speaks. The day, actually, Andy spoke, and she called me in the middle of the night, and she said, it has happened. I said, what has happened? Why are you calling me at night? And she said, Andrew, Andrew said something. Please call me the following morning. You speak to the child. And to me, at that point, it was not a big deal. But then when I, when, when, when I, when I turned off the phone, is when I realized, oh, he's actually spoken. He said something. Because Andrew and my daughter is a difference of about one year. So you can imagine my daughter knowing that they are age mates with Andrew and that gap and where my daughter is and where he is. Of course, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Because these are kids who have grown together, they expect when this one says, oh, but Andrew should be here. I say, no, 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 Andrew, you know, uh, Andrew is a boy. We always leave, have a reason to tell them, the girl, yeah. But, uh, let, let me just say I've seen a lot. For the last almost, uh, I think, nine years, when it comes to the children, the first months were okay, the first year was okay. But guess what? It can happen to anyone. It's not that uh, there's something wrong with Sylvia. It is what it is. It happens to even the best. Even those who have lots of medication, you know, lots of funds to fund their medication, trust me, it can happen to you. Even the most prayerful people, it can happen to you. All I can tell you is have the courage. When you notice something is wrong, immediately take action. Probably if we would have started earlier, and would be much further. I'm not blaming it. As I said, it is what it is. But you will never know. Like Bradley, I was the first one to have Sylvia. It's a lie. It can't happen. Because Bradley, for sure, I even told Brad, I even told Sylvia, bring Bradley to my house. Let, let, let him mingle with my kids so that it can be different for him. Maybe it's because he's with Andrew all the time. She tried all that. But even that did not work. It might not be severe because, of course, his was discovered quite early. But uh, boys will always be boys will always be boys. They will play. They will fall. They, they, uh, I mean, they'll hurt themselves. But for some reason, when it comes to special kids, believe me, for those who are Christian or those who believe in higher power, he's always watching. The falls that the two boys have fell, and I'm thinking if it was any other person. I've screamed at her, shouted at her. There's nothing I haven't told her. Because I tell her as it is, you call me your big sister, I'll tell you. Don't go partying, leave it. Eh? These kids have a problem, you have to be here for now. Eh, your friends will always be there. She's a member of Rotary. 
leave that thing alone. Just be with your children. That thing is not gonna help you. I need you. I say no. Yeah. And she knows because when she's with me, it's when she gets time to relax. That's when she can do her errands, that's when she can have her fun. Or even if she's with us in the house, you can see her in a little corner. So I don't disturb. When she's in a little corner and she's not bothered with her kids, I know she knows this is safe heaven for her. So once again, I cannot talk much. I think that is enough. I can go on and on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You don't know what this is, means to us as a family. This is a huge step. This might change the whole of Kenya and the perception of the Kenyans, especially where we come from. We all come from Nyanza. Perception of a child who is autistic, trust me, it is worse. There are so many, uh, I don't know whether they call them curses or whatever it is they call them, but it is not good on the other side. Yeah, Because I know if Sylvia was to go the other side with the kids and go to, Sylvia come from Nyanza, but that an area called Kisi, if she was to go there, I don't think she'll ever want to talk to anyone in her entire life if she goes with the kids. So just know you guys, what you guys are doing is huge and it might change a lot. It might change a lot. I see it in the next two years time. Um, it might be a movement and it will be better for all of us. Uh, I don't have much to say. Um, I think you, I'll leave you with that. Um, thank you so, so much. Good evening once again. Why well, you all feeling like so uptight? <laughs> huh? And then you feel like you're so far. Can we come closer? So I feel like I'm not talking to a hall. Please, I, I beg you, please move closer for the guys who are at the back. I'll appreciate it. Alex <laughs> You want me to come and pick you? Uh. We're, we're supposed to be getting to know each other because now I'm seeing like Rotarians are on this side, my, fr my other friends. Let's mingle, let's feel all together. My fellows from Alliance, please. I know you're cutting up over years. Let's mix up, <laughs> okay? But we'll do that a bit later. I want to say thank you for everyone who showed up today. It means a lot to me. I, I can't put words that can say how grateful and thankful that I am that you guys have come. And Daddy, thank you. Excuse me. <laughs> um, like Carol said, it has not been a, an easy road. Yeah, and the first person who told me when Andrew was born that something was wrong was my aunt. She can do it. She can do it, yeah? I think uh, most of you might be feeling so sad for her. But let me tell you something about autism. 
autism, the children are usually very bright. And why they are autistic, it means that the brain is working twice or three times more than the normal human brain. That is something that has been scientifically proven that when these children are given a vocation, they turn out to be very, very good at whatever they are doing. So if, and you, they turn out to be more detailed, but it is a process that hurts the normal human being. Because the normal human being thinks that they are the very first people to do things. But I'm telling you, most of the discoveries that we've had in science have been by autistic people. And these autistic people, as they say, every day is a different day. Every day they are making a new discovery about themselves. And every day they are inventing something. And that's because their brain is working twice or three times the human brain. And then in our society, we might think that they are retarded people. But I'm telling you, they are super clever people. You will find that autistic babies are born from parents who are so meticulous, parents who are so bright. You'll find uh, many of the people who have autistic babies, they have a high career. They are, you know, intelligent, highly intelligent, and that's why their children become autistic. As a medical person, I'm not surprised that Sylvia has two of them. It just means that Sylvia has a big brain here. <laughs> and that big brain is what is making her children become autistic. And they, I think uh, I came here early and I went around and I saw what they are doing in this school. And I'm really impressed because when you start training them early, then they become you know, very good in society. But why they can't stay still is because their brain is, is in a hurry to do something else. Mentally, they are very, very bright. So I'll give over to Sylvia now. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. as she's um, having a small break, I want to shock you. Just before I met Elijah, I used to think my, my father was very bright. Of course she is, or she was. So rest in peace. But then, only after he had a conversation, because that is his forte, then I began to realize that autism actually differs. There are two specs of autism. And those who are affected socially so you find the way we naturally socialize with people they are a bit withdrawn they are shy and they learn you know slowly or they like repetitive tasks you understand me okay to those kids who you took them out for a lunch on a particular day or every single weekend that is what they are used to so they love structure but on the other hand uh, there's this spectrum of the Isaac Newton, it is, it is arguably, you know, he, he 
He said that he was autistic. Even Bill Gates, we all know him. He's autistic. Now I said my father is because he had photographic memory. You know, then those things will tell you, he was a teacher. So he tell you on this particular date in 1969, student A came on this day dressed like ABCD with their father, their mother, and, and how do you do that? Okay, so I used to think that he's just a sharp guy. And then after having this particular discussion with Sylvia and Elijah and James, my brother there, then that awareness that we are all uh, seeking or rather intending to achieve today, then guess, you, you know, gets home. So these are some of the things that we might find different. Now, for example, they see more clearly, all right? There are those small details we might not be able to pick. Their smelling sense is absolutely out of this world. So they're very sensitive. They hear things more clearly. You understand me? They feel differently, all right? So somebody was asking, then how do you know I'm an autistic child? Or how do I identify some of these uh, behaviors, so to speak? And you need to be very keen and as Caroline said, it is something that if you're not aware yourself, that is why there's this campaign to make that awareness more public, you know, bring it close to family, friends, you might lose it or miss that particular important uh, point. And I've known a friend who left her husband or her husband kicked her out of her family because according to the husband, in their family or in their genetics they don't have that so this came with the lady and in a very funny way lack of better words you knew chubby or witchcraft so she was kicked she was divorced out of her home because of what inadequate knowledge all right i also have another friend who keeps their daughter in the house all through guests come your functions happening in the compound, people mingling and socializing. Only until one day we had somebody scream and to go and rush and ask what is happening. That is the day that we all knew that she had autistic child. And she was weeping, she was crying in embarrassment. It's like, no, it is normal. She's a child. First and foremost, she's a beautiful soul. That is what is important. Alright? And there's so many families within the same uh, area or neighborhoods. And I know most of you know some as well. Alright, so Sly, it is well. And the boys, I'm personally a friend of Bradley. We connect a lot. I love his energy. Can they come? Let's clap for her. Let's clap for her. Let's clap for her. Better. Thank you. Sorry, uh, it's called emotional overload. <laughs> That has never happened before. I'm even shocked at myself. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again for all of you being here. So why Andy speaks? Like Carol mentioned, it took five years for Andrew to first speak. It was the hardest journey, I have to say, because everyone is comparing, everyone is asking. Why is your child not talking? You go somewhere, someone is talking to him, he's not responding. And you, you wonder, how do I start explaining to you what is going on? And you know, it's not always when you can actually explain or have the time to explain. So Andy Speak became something that I can say I had a Damascus moment last year. 
I lost quite a number of my close friends. Jackie, you know. We had a, a, a group of ladies we used to call ourselves House of Esther. We were six. We are now three in a span of one year. And that is when you realize all of us are inmates. Uh, 36 was the highest. She's gone. Then other person who was 35 left a year later. There's actually a photo that I'm the only one who's alive. And that is what made me question myself. Why am I the only one in this photo who's alive? And that is the point at which every time I would open the Bible, it was always Proverbs 31, 8 to 9. Speak for those who cannot speak for themselves and let them not be judged unfairly. And that is when I decided I will try and figure out. Sometimes the higher power can find you when you're not even looking, when you're not thinking. One day in church, Andrew was, as you've seen, his attention span is limited. So he can be a very good boy for a certain period of time, and when he's done, he's done. So he decided, uh, dude, we gotta go. It's time for us to leave. Then we had to stay outside. This lady rushes up to me and says, God says he loves you. And I'm like, I don't know you. What are you talking about? You know, those moments when you're like, do you know what God has been doing to me? He's been taking these people away from me. You know, when life is very hard. Then again, we lost, uh, for those who know, my cousin got shot in the US by the husband and then the husband shot himself. So we went for the funeral, which I was at a mall trying to figure out, she left three kids and I'm trying to figure out how are these kids going to survive. So I've taken the eldest just away from the house because of the pressure, there was too many people. She's trying to understand what's going on. We go to the mall and again a stranger comes and stands next to me and tells me the same thing. God says he loves you. Of course, that was scary enough for me. Because <laughs> I was like, why are strangers coming to me and telling me the same thing, you know? So, and then everywhere I went, I would find someone who's um, dealing with special needs children. Every, every, every uh, duty you're given, you find it's pushing you towards the same thing. So I decided I'll take time out because I couldn't function. You know those days you go to the office, you're trying to work, and you question yourself like, okay, what did I do the whole day? You can't figure it out because your mind is not set. But when the year had begun, I knew this is what I'm going to do by this time, but it was just not working out. So I went to spend time with my sister because my, my system was breaking down. I had lost like five people in six months. So uh, I decided let me go and just um, spend time away from everything. Sometimes you need to look within yourself to find yourself. And while, while in the UK, everywhere she took me, what else again? Special needs was in my face. You know, that's when you ask yourself, like, dude, what are you trying to tell me? You know? So, and like, we go to a party, you sit next to someone, oh, you know, you know, the, the topic always comes up. The first question is always like, what do you mean you have kids? You know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I actually have three. And then now, of, of course, the issue of uh, autism always rises. And then they'll be like, oh, I used to be an autistic teacher. Or I, you know, like they would end up being in the in special needs light. And that's when I got it. That is what God wanted me to do. Proverbs 31, 8 to 9. Just raise awareness. From the, from the journey I went through raising the children, the things that I had gone through, I'm trying to think I'm in Nairobi. These other people, like if you're in Chicago, what do they go through? How much information do they have? Um, where do they start even? Because most of the time, no doctor, Dr. Sejika, you can tell, I'm sure you can vouch, no doctor wants to tell it to you straight as it is. 
you'll always be sent to this one, go to that one, until the right person tells you go for evaluation. So that is, that is the push that I had until I decided I'm going to do this, no matter what. Then through Rotary, I got to serve in Sunshine Rally. You all know how passionate I am about that. And now all that just aligned and I decided, you know what, if Andrew did not speak, all the things he used to go through, he would fall sick. I have no idea what's going on with this child. He can't say um, it's hurting here or there. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how many more children are like Andrew and how do they live their lives when they cannot say what it is that we need. And sadly in our country, we don't have sign language as a basic essential like it is out there. Because when I went out, I went to study the schools in the UK, a few of them, to try and see what are they doing, what are we not doing, just basic comparison. Because trying to even find a school for special needs that befits is not easy. The, the rate you get is insane. And you're trying to think, most of the time, like uh, JB mentioned, the better hubs decide the better hub is too better they need to take a walk. So from the statistics we've gathered, apparently 80% of women are single when they, are dis when they discover they have special needs children. And the attention that special needs kids require needs a lot of support, like support from family, from friends. So I'm very, very blessed to have all of you here and I am grateful. For those who've walked with me, for those when I say I need to have a drink today, and you show up. forever. 
if we do not let them grow and prosper and then become this beautiful human being living the fullness of their life. So the upper section represents, it's black in the background because of Africa. The upper section represents Kenya, you can see green, red. And then this is for autism on the spectrum. The other one is white, that is for disabilities that are not visible. And then we have uh, yellow, yellow is for Down, uh, green is for Down syndrome. We have orange and purple, which is for ADHD. So those are the main, um, those are, and green, 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 yes, yeah. Yeah, Down syndrome and uh, cerebral palsy. So those are the ones that I want to focus on because those are the most dire ones that we have in the country and around. And they're the ones that nobody knows about. Because that child you will see running around, most of the time we'd say they are crazy. Then we have the misdiagnosis when a child is not talking, they're told they're either therefore dumb. But it's just because they have not been properly assessed so that we can identify exactly what is the matter with the child. So we just want to raise... Um, hey, Papa. Hey, what's your name? What's your name? Ben. Yes, name. What's your name? What's your name? Andy.
inclusion, and then we have rallying. If on your chairs, you will have a small yellow, yeah? Okay, that is your reminder of what I am Andy stands for, all right? Does it make sense now? Yes. Can you see the Andy in it? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I wanted it to just be a small puzzle. So that is what I am Andy stands for. So it is I am Andy for SNP, SNP special needs persons. So we want to reduce the inequality when it comes to education, when it comes to medical care. Trust you me, medical care is the hardest thing that we always have. In one day, Andrew requires a minimum of 500 shillings on medication only. And apart from medication, you need to have occupational therapy, you need to have speech therapy so that he can be able to speak. And uh, I'm, I am, I've been favored that he does not need physiotherapy. There are those parents whose children are on the extreme side of the spectrum that require all the three. And these are not services that are readily available. One session is normally around 4,500. I had my, where is Godfrey? Is that right? Yes. Godfrey is an assessor, so he's the one who tells us your child is autistic and on what level. If I say something that is wrong, please correct me. I'm still learning. <laughs> okay, so uh, the quality education. Uh, our children don't need just books. Theirs is much more than books. Apart from the book, when you give them a book, lock them in a classroom for 20 hours, you'll be wasting your time because their, their structure is different. Um, one of the hardest things that I went through this year, it, uh, like Carol said, it's Accepting that Bradley's on the spectrum has been the hardest. Earlier this year, uh, when you're called in class, first you look at the class, all the kids are like babies, you know? Then you're looking at your child is like a giant. And then you have to accept that that's the level of which he can stay in class. So you're given two options. I remember the first time I took him, you know, they're like, yeah, we can handle, we can handle. Then later you're told, woman, you need to give us a nanny to stay in class. And I'm wondering, am I, am I not paying fees? <laughs> and did you say you can handle it? But that's, that's the problem and that's the challenges that you have. So there is different schools that cannot handle it. And we try and have to take them to a special needs school where they have to learn through the way they understand it. All right? So we are trying to have a government at least have the inclusion of special needs persons in the classroom in a way that they will be also integrated after a certain point that they're correctly integrated to the mainstreaming of the classes for those who can actually be mainstreamed. The other SDG I'll be looking at is uh, health and well-being, which involves, apart from the medication, there is uh, the parent actually being involved. When I was doing the research in London, I attended an IEP report session. Every time you, the parent has to sit with the school, they usually have individualized education programs. So you, you as an individual, you, this is what the target has been set. They are taught very basic things. This one will be potty training. This other one will be how to dress. This other one is how to carry yourself. So their classroom is not about ABC. ABC is just part and parcel of it because they have to be taught life basic skills so that they can um, integrate well and live with their, um, in society normally. So that is the other thing that we want, at least uh, if it can be streamlined and we make sure that everything is perfect. So as Andy, the projects that we have taken up, where you are, I'm sure everyone was expecting it to be a club. Let's see by a show of hands. Mm -hmm. How many expected it to be a club or something? A restaurant? <laughs> okay, yes. So what I wanted, the intention why I had it here, 
is that so that you can see the kind of setup that is needed for a special needs child. This, this one has been set up using the UK system. And thank you, Elijah, for at least introducing this to Kenya so that we can be able to give our children the, the basic things that they need. If you've taken a tour around, you've seen there is a calming room. You see, like, what happened right now? It's called a meltdown. So there is a specific room where the kids can be kept and they actually calm down and uh, they're able to just have a normal conversation and get back to normal. We have therapy rooms. We have their different play areas and also craft. So we're going to we're going to be partnering with Elijah. We want to make it that after after we take them to school, then what? So we want to introduce uh, crafts and vocational training. This means most of the children that who finish school, they have nowhere else to go. How many of us can employ an autistic person? You see, it's a handful. It is a handful, and that's the fact. Because if the person walks in and they are steaming. You, you're like, okay, what is wrong with you? Because that is, that is just how society is. So we want to identify their strengths, their talent. Special needs children always have something that's extra special. So that is the vocational training that we intend to do. We will be having art, music, crafts, leather work, woodwork, and uh, music so that we can develop. We will be identifying what they're strong at, and then we'll show we blossom it. Apart from that, we shall be having sessions here for training for parents where we at least educate them. Trust you me, special needs life is a very lonely road because you can't go out as much as you would want. You cannot mingle with everyone as easily as it should be. So we want to be having the, the play area that has been safe, set up is a safe space for the children. Then we will have like the teachers you've seen who are there taking care of the kids and then let the parents have a training and just a moment of peace and quiet. That's the other way we intend to do it. Apart from that, we have taken up um, the, the therapy sessions. We're trying to identify in KNH. If you go there and you're told actually there is occupational therapy, yeah, Godfrey, what is what is offered at KNH as, as occupational therapy? Uh, <laughs> okay, generally, just, uh, because I have walked through all of them, we go there. We sit in front of the students, you repeat your story every other time because you're being used as a sample to the students who are learning, and then you're written for medication and you left. Then when you're told to come for occupational therapy, you sit, you're given a 30 minute massage after waiting for two hours, and you're told to go home. That is what we currently have in Kenya. If you are taken a walk to the classrooms, and the occupational therapy center, you identify there's so many things that are required for the children that our hospitals and schools don't have. That is the other thing we want to raise funds for. We're raising funds so that we can equip the, either a hospital or a classroom. So that when we are saying we're giving them service, let it be quality service. Let it just not be named, but then there is nothing being delivered. So the first one we're starting uh, will be in Kisi. From Nairobi to Kisi, we only we actually have no therapy center. If I use the caliber of what I've just said, Nyanza, Rift Valley, the entire region, none. So we want to set up the first one, and because of that, uh, uh, I went back to Kisi after seven years to assess. <laughs> seven years later, and I thought I was going to find a school that is complete. I found a building that had just been improved, which was very rundown. I am sure I shared a video for those who follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 
and it was really wanting. Because you can imagine a, an autistic child, all of the children in that, only two of them are speaking. The rest are nonverbal. They are using pit latrines. The doors don't have locks. I wish uh, it was working. I'd show you the photos of how the school looks like. Eunice can attest, she took me down to kiss it. And I nearly cried because I'm like, how can a child be in this setup? They're not having a desk. They're sitting on the ground on tires. Okay? So they only had a section where, when they're, where they're eating. That was the only table and chair that was in that room. And all the doors were being locked using um, Sisol. So even for me to be shown the room where we intend to have the occupational therapy, we had to ask for a knife so that we can cut and get to have a look at the room. So that is the first uh, project that we're undertaking. And James, I don't know where he is. That's Mr. James. So Mr. James will be cycling from Nairobi on Tuesday all the way to Kisi. So we have been carrying on this campaign on all media houses, and I'd like to thank Science TV. Look, thank you very much. They have been a great support to us. And uh, beautiful Ashura, please stand up. She's here because of Ashura. Ashura is uh, impaired on her ears. She's a TV presenter. And trust me, the day I had to sit and have an interview with her, first I had to prepare my mind on what I was going to go through. And yes, it was not as easy. Yes, thank you, Ashura, for having us. <laughs> All right, so that information di dissemination, NTV has al also been a partner, and uh, for the cycle, we have Royal Media, all radio stations, trust me, we've been running around looking for all languages, uh, special needs people, so that we can ensure that everyone gets to hear it. So uh, I'd invite James to tell us something about the cycle event as our first project. And then Elijah, he can enlighten us about uh, the partnership that we're about to venture. So at least you understand when we're saying we'd like to make change, how we want to do it, and uh, actual examples, and how we walk the journey. And we'd love for you to walk with us. Thank you. My name is James. I come from Kisi. I live in Kisi. But uh, I met Sylvia. I was forced, actually, to look for Sylvia. Uh, let me take you back to what she was saying. Yes, uh, she came to our center. For me and my other parents, we had a very wonderful center. Trust me, uh, where we are based right now, the compound was unused for 10 years. When we took over the house, the ceiling were all down. There were no doors, it was unpainted. So the state that you found the center, we were very comfortable with it. Uh, it is the only one in Kisi. Initially, we used to come to Nairobi. Okay, let me say, I used to come to Nairobi uh, for speech therapy. Uh, we used to come to get roots four times a month. So you can imagine, I live in Kisi, I come to get roots. A session, we used to pay 4000 We were given three sessions. That means you come to Nairobi, stay for three days, and then you go back. I have to pay for an hotel, food and accommodation. And these kids, uh, Dr. Rick and Asatene, they don't love 
changes. They love uh, programmed, uh, unique places. Uh, it was tough for us. Over time, we discovered that this thing is not working. It is expensive, but uh, it's not worth it. So we decided to go back to Kisi and uh, start a, 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 a homeschooling for our kids. Uh, we needed an occupational therapy. We went to a, a, a hospital, we got one. Then when we went to that hospital, we were told, you are not the only one in Kisi. We tried to find the other parents, and then we came together and decided to open a center. That is why we have the center, Dazzling Center for Autism. Uh, in Nairobi and in Kisi, there are very, very big differences. In Nairobi, you can have an autistic child, your neighbors can understand, your neighbors can uh, at least uh, know how to treat you. But in Kisi, it's different. It is it's very different. She can tell you, where I live, I live alone in the compound. Because my kid cannot get out of the compound. If she goes out of the compound, the other kids run away. Because of what? Atakuambukiza. Ama ataribu vitu za watoto wengine. So that is the kind of life that we go through. Uh, you lost a lot of friends. For me and my other parents, we lost even family members. Some of our family members, uh, some of our family members, they do not even come to the, the, the Christmas thing that we used to have, eh? we share. But uh, in our family, they don't come. Because of what? Uh, we are cast. We have a disabled child. Those are the, some of the challenges. Uh, let me take you back to the 1,000 kilometer bike ride. It will not be easy. Apart from the 1,000 kilometer, I'll be facing some other challenges. There will be the terrain, Mulema, Terimuko, Takwana Baredi, Takwana Mpua. Apart from that, I'll be having dehydration, fatigue, muscle cramps. But uh, as a parent of an autistic child, I'm prepared. Those are the some of the challenges. <laughs> the challenges that I will go through on the road are equal to those challenges that we go through uh, with these kids. I humbly request for your support. Sylvia, thank you for taking up uh, this project as your first project. I always tell you, you are a strong one. Uh, I'm a man, sometimes when I'm Sylvia, uh, I'm with her, I try to catch up. Because uh, she has two boys. I have one daughter. But uh, what she does, uh, I can uh, say I cannot match up. But uh, I'm learning, and uh, for that I say thank you, Sylvia. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, and uh, I say thank you, everyone, for attending. Thank you so much. And then you have two spa medicure from Ashley's, or other at Ashley's. Spa manicure again at Ashley's, and another one, ladies know these things sauna and steam bath from Ashley's. And all that goes for only 100 Kenya shillings. So, as you enjoy after this, be the spa, be the resort, then you're also supporting Andy Speaks Foundation program.
together? Are we together? Yeah. Thank you. I want to give a small brief before inviting. I, I called him Prophet Elijah. And I know everybody in here knows what Rotary is because we are all connected to Sylvia Mora in one way or another. So on one Saturday, no, it was a Tuesday afternoon, we had a Rotary meeting, helping Rotary Club of Longata set up an intro club at uh, Precious Blood. And then a fellow Rotarian, she's called Ashley from Longata, says, there's a friend of mine called Elijah, and he's setting up an autistic school in Lavington, and he needs ideas on how to put it together and have it run. Can we go? Uh, why not? Because the afternoon was free. So we are three Rotarians, and when we get here, of course, as amazing as it is, it's very loving. This energy is good. So we get to talk, and one thing leads to another. The following Saturday was the, um, the Sunshine Rally, and he came to the Sunshine Rally. We connected him to Sylvia Mora, and today we are here, thanks to these two lovely human beings. Give them a And I believe, thanks to them, we now have a better, audible way of advocating for unspeaks. Not just because each of them have a child who is autistic or is differently abled, but for those families that are in their comfort zones that are not able to speak up for themselves. Thank you very much. With those few remarks, Elijah. Let's give big it. hand to Sylvia Mora. Big hand to her. It's amazing what she's done and what she continues to do. A big hand to James, who's about to start cycling very soon. Uh, all the way from here to Kisi. It's amazing what we can do when we come together. Not only do we learn from each other, not only do we support each other, not only do we encourage each other, but most importantly, we are there for each other. And that's what you're doing tonight. And I'm very pleased and very proud that I'm getting to know you by extension. So how did the Heaven Cottage come about? I happened to go to the UK for my masters, and as I went to most shopping malls, I noticed a lot of special needs kids, not just autistic, but Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, uh, dyscalculia, you know, those who have a problem with maths, those are learning disabilities. Autism, by the way, is not a learning disability. It's an intellectual uh, impairment, all right? So there's dyscalculia, dysgraphia, you know, young guys who have a problem with handwriting. So they, 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 the culture there is that they are very receptive to special needs. And it amazed me, is it that there are no special needs in Kenya? And I kept wondering, you know, I had never seen, I go to the supermarket, before I went to the UK, I had, I had never seen to the magnitude. So I was wondering, is it that there is a disproportionate population of special needs children in, in the UK compared to Kenya? And you know, the system there is so open that the government fully funds and supports uh, special needs people. And the private sector are very receptive. Like for instance, the Asda supermarket has two-hour policy every Tuesday afternoon. It goes quiet for special needs people to come and shop. You know, it's very receptive. Everywhere you go, there is a ramp. 
there is you know you are you get trained about being accommodative and understanding you know i was very impressed and i i kept so i vol i ended up volunteering in uh the best autistic school in the uk called prior scott school and i did volunteer there for a while before i left my main job and worked there for four years and that was the most amazing time of my life you will ask me why you will ask me why special needs persons have a pure heart and like us who can be manipulative and you know we can be calculative and have a formula to choose who to talk to when to talk to who to love who not to love they are pure straight from god's hands to your table so i i came into contact with the most pure heavenly souls ever and so as i when i moved back to kenya the story was different in a minute i'll be okay yeah so when i when i then moved the story was different there is a lot you know you hear them speak and that's painful you know like the child cannot go outside to play what are we doing about that so i think andy speaks comes to speak for all of us and when i got here i got to fall in love with a very special lady who was an autistic son who have adopted to be mine carol as a 14 year old autistic son who's now my son he's called ethan and together we said you know what we will bring prescott to kenya and that's why we are slowly giving special needs kids another chance to be loved and to love because the the first thing they know before they know therapy before they know their name the the first thing special needs children understand and ever so clearly is love if you have nothing else to give them you have not been trained in dealing with special needs you have no idea what to do if you give them love they will accept it because that's the other thing they can give so freely and so abundantly you see Bradley and uh, Andy run to their mother. That is love they're showing. They're not making noise. That's their way of showing love. So here exists Heaven Cottage. And we would like to impact the light of these kids. We would like to lobby the government and all of you to come on board. You know, to support, to spread awareness. If you have nothing to give, give your time. You know, if you have no money to give, spread awareness, you know. So, one more thing we are doing at the Heaven Cottage, we are working towards giving them independence and choice. Uh, and every Thursday, we run something called Heaven, Heaven Thursday's Vocational Day, where we invite special needs kids, not just autistic, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. And the problem with intellectual disabilities like autism, they are not visible because most of us want to see someone without a limb or someone without a leg 
or someone you know who's visually impaired those exist and we are very aware about them but because with autism and intellectual disability someone could look like me but they're autistic they get very little attention you know uh, so we want to shout about it we want to cry about it we want to do everything possible so that we can all come on board so every Thursday at the Heaven Cottage, if you come here, we transform it into a vocational clinic. We have woodwork, we have metalwork, all those leather bags you see there, they are made here. We bring kids from Kibera, from Madare, you know, those who could not afford uh, the education Sylvia is talking about. And we're working with them to gain a skill. Because what they lack elsewhere, God has given them a potential that if they if they get to learn a skill they can perfect it i remember at prayer school they brought a young man called steve wilshire he's one of the best artists in the world one painting commands one million pounds he was flown over london for 45 minutes he was able to draw to exact precision even if it's a trafalgar square if you counted the windows exact precision you can go and watch on YouTube okay so autism is a spectrum there are those who have classic autism on this end of the spectrum and there are those who are extremely so not two autistic people are the same okay so unlike malaria where if you have malaria all of you take uh, whatever drug it is autism is different it's a spectrum so from this end of the spectrum uh, to this other end of the spectrum, no two people are the same. Alright, so you cannot treat two autistic people the same. So this other end of the spectrum, you can get savants. Savants are the smartest people on earth. They are only a hundred. And they are autistic. You know the movie Rain Man? You know, that is from an autistic. So if you go to, if you go on YouTube, search for savants. These are autistic people who are extremely smart in whatever they do. I think they exist in Kenya, but because we've not given them opportunity, we've not had such forums, they are hidden in homes. So we need to bring them out. We need to expose them to opportunity so that we can gain and, and, and help them explore their talents. So every Thursday, we'll be having special needs kids here at Heaven Cottage, whether it's Down syndrome, whether it's cerebral palsy, whatever it is, they'll be coming here to learn different skills. And we are hoping that we'll help them set businesses at the right time so that they can empower themselves and run their own lives. So don't give us sympathy. We want you to understand that we can do better if we are given a chance to explore. So thank you for coming to the Heaven Cottage. Thank you for supporting James with the cycling. Thank you for supporting Andy Speaks. Let's all work together because if we come together, we will have a better outcome. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you. Thank you, people. Thank you for listening. All right, so do support. Uh, you can buy the Andy Speaks merchandise is there. The stuff we make every Thursday is right there and you'll meet a lovely couple, Nixon and Koi, who give of their time 
If you are talented and you would like to share your talent with special needs kids, every Thursday you're welcome to come. If you're good in graphic design, photography, whatever it is, please do come. You know, let's share your talent with people who can utilize it. So thank you. Support by buying the merchandise. It goes a long, long way. God bless you.
where in those developed countries you can see they are appreciated. They have better facilities where they go. They are recognized and appreciated. So whatever that we are launching today here, I know she has been going through the radio stations, TV stations, trying to enlighten the public about having this type of children within our society. So we need to change all of us so that we are positive towards these individuals. This a doctor who said here that these are people who have been gifted beyond the normal human capacity. And she said this has been proved. So we need to accept that. These are situations that are with us. We must accept to live with them and see how we can assist those who have them to, to live a life that God will also appreciate. Thank you, Sylvia, for inviting us. Thank you, Ma, for coming. It was all right. <laughs> Uh, I want to say this. Please work with Sylvia and the Chinese. A small channel starts by one step. one step. And I think that is what has been started today. Thank you for coming and God bless you all. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah, my name is Eunice Kerubo Mochabo, uh, Sylvia's mother. I'm too proud. <laughs> I'm too proud to be here today. As Sylvia invited us here, although I'm late, I'm very sorry. So. First of all, I thank God for what Sylvia has started, let it continue, because there are so many people who have disabled children, but they can't, you can't know, they had them even in the houses. So let them, now if you continue with this project, I think so many people can know, and then they can even show up, so that that project, they can bring even their children to this project. So we thank God for that because yes, that was uh, God's plan. As you can see, my grandchildren, the way they are, we accept them the way they are. So we thank God for that. There's a reason why they're like that. But we thank God, we thank God, and thank you all of you for coming um, today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mama. Sana. Ken, Ken, I'll need to bring in the next 30 seconds.
Thank you very much for those who don't know Ken. He's a brother. And as we continue to buy our raffle tickets, we're coming towards the end. How many people are enjoying the day? How many people are saying there's no other better way of not spending the evening? Yeah? There's no other better way of not spending that evening. Isn't that true? Isn't it a blessing? Save you. Innocent? Are we good? As we continue speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves, continue again buying the raffle tickets. And I want to remind you that this would not have been possible if it were not for Citizen TV, that is part of the Royal Media Group, NTV, who are partners, NTV who are partners in awareness. We have Rotary family who are here. Why not clapping? Science TV, the Leisure Wines, Dabhand, oh yes, oh yes, the Leisure Wines, we have Dabhand, who have uh, agreed to do our digital bit, elite agencies, who are partners in social media management, so without them, and of course, great people who are seated here today, let's clap for ourselves. There's one vital thing that uh, we wanted to unveil today. That's why we saw it necessary to engulf everything that has been said, everything that has been uh, mentioned, is because at the end of the day, we can reach where we can, but we also have to work with technology, right? So um, while we are here, if you're on Facebook, let me take two seconds. Go to Facebook, find Andy Speaks for Special Needs Person. At least just like the page or say you're here, or take a selfie, and post that you are here. And in line with that, I'd like to mention of the project that we have, uh, that we're going to use, which is a digital platform. So what, what Andy speaks, apart from uh, what we have mentioned, we have opened something called Special Needs Person Info Hub. All right? So on this platform, we shall be, we're trying to make it easier. Any parent who, once you're told, okay, your child is autistic, if you log on, you go. What is autism? What are the symptoms? Who do I need to see? Who are the doctors? Okay, I need to take my child to school. Where do I take them? So we have tried to gather the data and put it all together to make it easier for everyone else. Our life has, for the ones who have discovered that we have children who are special earlier, it has been a, a rough journey. But we want to use the experience to make it easier for the, ne the next parent. So we have opened that website. Uh, are we good? Yep. Are we good? Yep. Okay. Um, Vinny B. Now, could we just log in? www. <laughs> Special needs info hub dot com. And with that, our foundation is officially launched. Okay. So you, I'm sure everyone knows someone who needs the information that is up there.
So what I want us to do, let's share the information. You know someone who is a parent, you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who needs the information. Kindly channel them to that platform so that they can get all the information that they need. And that was my birthday present to the world of special needs. Now, where is Pete? Peter. There he is. You're propping up that. <laughs> He'd probably come and give us a joke for those who know him. You always have jokes. <laughs> yeah? So who can tell me about autism today? Randomly. <laughs> Somebody told me, JB, I think you're autistic. In whatever angle, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. <laughs> clap for her, clap for her. Peter, are you ready? So ladies, don't go far. Yeah, our mothers don't go far. Peter, we have two. Now you're calling them mothers. <laughs> Peter, where are you? I'm here. Kindly come. The two items that the price value demands that they're auctioned. And Peter's gonna help us to do that. The highest bidder takes it all. Yeah, I see Isaac says yes, yes, yes. Isaac is saying yes, <laughs> I'm gonna offer you two amazing deals. One is one night for two at NHPI. NHPI. Am I saying that right? How do you say that? First thing I'll say, have you said? That place, you know the place in Navasha. It's a very swanky place, luxury place. So you can get one night for two full board bases. Who will you take? Sanjeev, who will you take? Why, why should I tell you? Oh, of course. His wife. Who are you going to take? Yeah, I knew that's not his wife. Imagine, I can't believe it. So. She's coming here and she's Carly and she's got a rolling pin for you. <laughs> right, where are we going to start the bidding for this? One night for two and it's, uh, I can't say that word. <laughs> Full board basis, so that's lunch, dinner, breakfast, kilikitu. Someone start me off. Someone start me off. That lady at the back, I can see you want to go there. And you're going to take that mystery guy, aren't you, that nobody knows about? <laughs> 
Someone give me a bid. 5,000. It's going to be a lot more than 5,000, let me tell you, but we've started 5,000. Don't let that lady go just for 5,000. Imagine. Imagine. Yes. Yes, you taking the other mystery lady. I know I can see you. 7,000. I knew that. It's a steal. It's a bargain at, at seven. I cannot believe it. It's, you try and book it online, you're going to spend three times as much as that. So, seven. Seven, five. Yes, sir. You're at the back. Where is Innocent? Innocent, put your hand up. I can't see him. Innocent, where is Innocent? Innocent, put your hand up. Thank you very much. Good bid. Eight thousand. Well done.